Welcome to Enrich Your Life podcast. Uh, today, I'm your host, Karen Eiten, and I will be featuring Sam Collins. She is from the UK, and she is a creative, and uh, we love featuring creatives on this podcast. Uh, artists, creatives, uh, anything that has to do with the creative uh, side. Uh, so Sam is a bag maker, so she likes making bags. And she also makes uh, gift items. So she has an Etsy account and she is a shop owner. And she has been creative in creating these bags for the last four years. So she works part time at her business. And um, we are honored to feature her today. Um, I read over her, her material and she is... Um, very interesting, very interesting, I must say. And uh, she is very resourceful, too. So we are going to learn about her and um, and what she's all about. So and we're going to listen to um, her story. So anyway, number one, I asked her, where were you when you first realized you had a love for creativity? And she says, my mother told me that when I was a baby, not yet walking, she used to put me on a rug with a box of her colored cotton reels. Apparently, I was absorbed for hours sorting and rearranging them into patterns. My mother was a home dressmaker and had an old hand-operated Singer sewing machine. From the age of three, I started using her machine and her offcuts to make dresses for her dolls. So the number two, I asked her, what led up to you taking this path in the creative sector? And she says, this is not my first venture into creative sector, but a welcome return after 20 year absence of necessity and chasing wages. We've all done that, right? Chasing a job for the wages and not really being able to do what we want to do. We've all been there, I'm sure. I know I have. And then number three. I asked her, what did you do when you finally made your mind up to go all in with your skills and talents? And she said, this latest venture involved a couple of years of trial and in some cases error before I settled on bags as the best use of my materials and abilities. And then number four, I asked her, what else was involved in your decision to follow this path? And she says, her amazing husband has been so incredibly supportive in every sense of her endeavors. Uh, he also works from home. And when every bag is finished, it is taken to him for quality testing. To be honest, he always says something positive. That's awesome. And number five, I asked her, why have other, how have others helped you to this point in your journey? And she's says, a wonderful lady who has a little shop locally first stocked the items I make. It meant so much to have someone endorse my work in this way. That's an awesome way to get started. And then number six uh, was, how did your friends and family feel about you doing your craft? And she said, most of my friends and family are very supportive of what I do though I am not sure all of them get it. If you are not a creative person, I think it can be hard to understand the life and work of a creative. Absolutely. 
And number seven, I asked what people have had an impact on your lifelong goals. And she said, again, I would say my husband is my main champion, but my mother was highly creative person and encouraged me in making things all through my childhood. And then number eight, what did you do when you sold your first product or how did you feel? And she says selling her first bag on Etsy was hugely exciting and encouraging. It felt like a, pro a proper grown-up sale. <laughs> I love that. I remember being so careful, uh, packing it up, and telling the lady at the post office all about my first Etsy sale. Oh, that is so sweet. And then I asked, uh, how did you decide to take action doing what you love? And she says, when my husband and I moved to the Isles of Wight in 2013, we undertook a major house renovation. My first year was spent as a project manager. Once that ended, it was clear that employment opportunities in our little town for a woman of my age were zero. It was clear I would need to create work for myself. And then I asked her, tell me the biggest reason you got involved in this type of craft. And she says, necessity was the initial reason as for, um, for this question, but I also desperately needed to get back to being creative. Yes, sometimes we always seem to take a break and then we find ourselves not happy and we have to return back to what we really love. And um, that's just the kind of the way it goes. And then I asked her, how did that work for you in the beginning? And she says, initially, once I had found my working materials, I spent a good deal of time creating all manner of things with the fabric offcuts. Some worked artistically, but were hopeless in terms of being cost effective. There was a lot of experimenting and testing the market. Yes, that's, that's great. And then I asked her, what has been the most significant moment in your creative process? And she says, following various projects with the fabrics, I made the first bag and took it down to the little shop in town where I was selling my work back then. The shop owner was so excited. She knew it was something her customers would love. And then number 13, I asked her, at what moment did you realize you had a product others would pay you for? And she says, that first bag down at the shop sold in a matter of hours and two people came in asking for it after it had sold. I knew then that I had found my product. I was destined to be the bag lady. <laughs> oh, that is so nice. And then a number, uh, let's see how the next one I asked, next question I asked her, how has that made you think differently about yourself? And she said, like many creatives I have spoken to, especially those of us without formal training in our chosen line of work, I suffer from massive self-doubt about my work. But the feedback I get on my Etsy shop, all five-star reviews, is giving me confidence that perhaps I'm not so bad at this. Yes, sometimes it just takes that first initial start to know that you have 
you know, a product and you have something that someone would pay you for and, um, you know, to give you the motivation and the confidence to keep pushing forward. And then I asked her, how has this experience impacted your life? And she says, apart from covering our house with bits of thread, I am so much more fulfilled. I absolutely love doing what I do, except perhaps for the cutting out. Still a chore for some reason. But each new bag of fabric offcuts is pure treasure, and I never get tired of working with it. And then I asked her, name one lesson you have learned along the way. And she says, you have to stick with it. It is true that it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. There is nothing instant in this line of work. You have to be dogged and determined to stick to your guns. That's very true. Yes, you have to really keep pushing forward. Even when you think that, you know, no one is paying attention, if you continue with your passion and your, your drive uh, to keep doing it, uh, you will be amazed at some of the things that can happen for you. And then I asked her, what would you say to other creatives listening? And she says, be prepared to be in for the long haul. Be aware that promoting your product, I recommended Twitter above the rest is as important as creating your product. Try to focus on one or two design products, photograph them well, and engage with social media. Don't be tempted to keep chasing what you do because it doesn't sell instantly. People need to associate you with one or two things, and in time, sales will come. Don't keep chopping and changing your product in a panic to sell something. Do your research, especially with pricing. Look at other items similar to yours. That's very good advice for listeners or for, um, you know, people who are starting up, creatives who are just starting. Uh, that is wonderful advice from Sam. And, th and then I asked her, how did you find an outlet to sell your products? And she says, initially, a friend put me on the local shop. Then when that shop changed direction, I needed to move on. Another friend who makes beautiful lampshades suggested Etsy. I am rubbish, technically much better with a sewing machine. So I went and spent the day with her and we set up the Etsy shop and she helped me understand it all. Once it was up and running, she said, great. Now you need to promote on social media. So I went and spent another day with her setting up all those. So that is wonderful that you had some hand on, hands on experience, you know, some someone who was experienced that could teach you hands on. That is just great. And then I asked her, what did you choose to why did you choose to share your experience? And she says, setting up your own is really daunting. I really hope that others hearing this will see that by taking baby steps and by keep going, by keeping going, there are achievements to be made. And then I asked her, what else would you like the listeners to know about you? And she said, I am passionate about recycling, about viewing what is currently perceived as waste being given as new lease of landfill. 
and giving a new and beautiful existence. That is awesome. So I asked her, where can people find you? And she is on um, www.etsy.com slash UK slash shop slash Sam, S-A-M-M, designs shop. So that's where you can find her and to view her beautiful work. Um, I'm sure it is amazing. And then she also is known on Facebook as S-A-M-M, Sam, designs of Venor, V-E-N-T-N-O-R. And then on Twitter, she is S-A-M-M, Sam, designs, and Instagram, Sam's designs. So that is great. Just awesome, awesome way that she became, you know, really um, into the creative, uh, you know, part of her life. She really um, is invested for years now, and she's really um, starting to get it really organized in what she does and um, really fine-tuned what she does. So I, Sam also um, has given me a little story about herself, and I'd like to, um, you know, tell you a little bit more about Sam. So in 2011, her husband and her um, bought a money pit of a renovation project house on the Isles of Wight, moving over in 2013. And during the work, we had a couple of chairs reupholstered locally. When we went to collect them, I was shocked to see beautiful offcuts of fabric littering the floor. I asked the poster, what did he do with all the pieces left over? And he shrugged and said he bagged them up and threw them away. Not anymore, you don't, <laughs> is what Sam said to him. I told him, and from then on, they come to me. At first, I didn't know exactly what to do with them. I just knew they were beautiful and that I had found my new direction and mission. I took a couple of years, it, it took a couple of years of work with fabrics, trying out ideas, some good and some not so. <laughs> Eventually, I had a light bulb moment and became the bag lady. Oh, that is just awesome. Uh, I never, she never knew uh, what she was going to get or when. But each new bag arrives, and I am so excited to pull out the treasure within. It seemed, it, to her, it seemed to get a good feeling, uh, triangles and edge strips. Oh, she gets good triangles and edge strips of this fabric from the upholsterer. And then I have to let the fabric uh, dedicate, dictate, I'm sorry, uh, the design rather than as is usual, the other way around. I have made patterns that allow for piece, piecing odds and ends together. Some bits I get are gorgeous, but I don't have enough on its own and don't immediately have enough that works with it. These go into my waiting for inspiration pile, sometimes for months. Then the day comes and new fabrics arrive and bingo, 
I can match it up. I rarely have enough fabric to make the same bag twice. So I decided I would make each bag a one-off unique item. I think it makes them a bit more special that way. I have steered away from pattern designs that require additional things that are not recycled. It is important to me that my work is saving landfills, not creating more stuff in our overcrowded world. I am not alone in my quest to create using offcuts. I am aware of someone making recycled silver jewelry and someone else making homeware from copper pile offcuts. It just takes thinking differently and working differently. It is such a wonderful feeling to create beauty from seemingly nothing. That is so true. I also love to make and recycle. And uh, I know there's a lot more people out there really being cautious of, um, you know, our landfills and really starting to, um, you know, remake things from used materials. And I think that is just wonderful. I love that myself. And I love, um, you know, people who are also thinking in that direction. That is great for our environment and our world that needs so much care right now. So uh, that's really all that we have when we featured uh, Sam Collins today. And uh, I, it's always an honor to feature a creative. I learned so much and it's just so um, inspiring to me. I don't know about the listeners, but for to me, it's really inspiring for me to learn other ways that people uh, create and make things, how they go the extra mile to uh, go and find, you know, things that they can recycle, like how she reached out to the upholsterer and she's able to get fabrics from him and uh, things like that. So sometimes it just takes, um, you know, some reaching out, you know, for different materials that you could be using and recycling from other businesses or other other ways, you know. And um, I'm I'm really proud of her to be able to do this. And um, it's really, really cool. And um, so that's really all I have today. And I want to thank you all for watching, for listening to the Enrich Your Life podcast. If you would like to be featured on this podcast, I would love to have you. My arms are open for all creatives to be able to come to this platform and to be um, featured here. I would love to have multiple, many, many, many people on this podcast. And um, it's just really cool that we can start to uh, put all of these creative people into a, a podcast where other people can go and to view their um, wares, you know, their, their things that they make and they create. It's um, a really nice uh, way that uh, shoppers out there who are interested in purchasing handmade, you know, goods, one of a kind goods. Uh, to be able to go on this podcast and listen to some of the creatives uh, that I have featured and for you to, you know, find some different and some unique things that you could purchase for yourself or that you could purchase for a gift for a loved one or a family member or something like that. And um, so it's really awesome to be able to bring in, you know, other creatives and, and things. So today, this was our eighth episode of Enrich Your Life podcast, and it's always a pleasure. And I thank all of you for listening.
We will talk to you next week. Thank you.